0: Welcome to the unnamed murder podcast, murder podcast. With your hosts, Sophie and Ellie. Yeah. Woo! See, now you know who's talking, guys. So, yeah. uh Do you like that? Yeah, they like that. I think they did. Mm. Um, so, it's my turn to do a little Quizlet this week. It's my favourite bit. Yeah. And it's a bit odd theme to, to something later. So, <laughs> okay. you've got three questions. I think the first one's quite easy. I'm going to like get you in a little bit easy, okay. and then they get a little bit harder. Okay. So, the Quizlet is about the dark meanings behind nursery rhymes. Oh, okay, yeah. So we'll go for everyone's favourite. Mm-hmm. What is the sort of dark background of the nursery rhyme, ring a ring of Roses? Isn't it about the plague? It is about the plague. Yay! Oh my god, that's a tick for you. So smart. Yeah, you're so smart. <laughs> And okay, the second one. Now we're getting a little bit more difficult. Okay. Do you know what the dark background is about the rhyme
1: "Goosey Goosey Gander"? What? Goosey Goosey Gander. I couldn't even. I couldn't even sing that rhyme for you. Okay. I am not going to sing it. I know
0: that that's probably what you're wanting.
1: Um, is it about Jack the Ripper?
0: No, <gasps> it is not about Jack the Ripper. It's basically there's a bit where Goosey Goosey Gander <laughs> pushes someone down the stairs. Oh, okay. You know, be mischievous they do but apparently what that's actually about is when Henry VIII um, changed religions if people didn't if people who were previously Catholic didn't want to change to the Protestant religion they were pushed down the stairs or you know killed for not converting oh I, I have, have no s- idea I've what? read this how true that is I don't, I don't know no we'll take know. it we'll we like like we we like take it we'll take it fact
1: okay wow. and then the
0: third one is do you know what Jack and Jill is allegedly about
1: Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water.
0: Then Jack fell down and broke his, his crown, crown, and
1: Jill came tumbling, tumbling after. after. Um, Is it not about two kids going for some water? No. <laughs> what it is, allegedly, about
0: <laughs> is... Well, no way! <laughs> is King Louis and Marie, Ant- Marie Antoinette. Sorry, guys. Marie Antoinette. It's about their executions oh so he fell down and broke his crown he was executed and then Jill came tumbling
1: after because then Marie Antoinette so what's the like Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water what's that all about is that their like rise to yeah I think so their reigning and then I think so their quick Gosh. demise Sophie looks at her notebook and hasn't
0: written it down but... <laughs> oh, yeah yeah that's right <laughs> yes, yeah, so yeah, it yeah yeah you've got it you I know yeah, so, yeah bullseye. well done yeah <laughs> good one. but yeah I just <laughs> thought that that was a little bit a little bit of a fun
1: one what an excellent quizlet I, I know and you got
0: one out of three which is more than I pretty much always get nice oh you know what from now on maybe we should like tally up our, our points and oh, see yeah, who we wins should, yeah
1: It'll be you. And also, listeners, let us know how you do as well because then you can like rub it in our faces. Yeah. And also, let me know if those
0: were completely incorrect and you have other <laughs> horrible things Goosey Goosey Gander could be about.
1: Prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. Yeah. Because isn't it. there a woman on TikTok who's like singing? Yeah, I've seen her. And... Oh, the one who starts singing it yeah. cheerfully and then goes, <laughs> you know, all... you know what that's about?
0: Yeah, yeah. That and then one. she starts going, no. no.
1: no, no. Isn't yeah. it about, you know, two kids getting some water? No.
0: well it was a bit like that in the olden days wasn't it you couldn't be very upfront about what like the dark things that went on could you so they'll be singing all these nursery rhymes that sound really like happy and fun and actually plague
1: actually lots of death lots and it's like for kids to sing as well yeah but why we don't have the the, you know nowadays we don't have kids like singing about coronavirus do we i don't know maybe they are maybe there'll be new rhymes about corona are there 2020 nursery rhymes? Oh, yeah.
0: 2020? It kind of goes with now, doesn't it, with coronavirus? 2022 the...
1: nursery rhymes. Are kids making nursery rhymes?
0: Are they that creative these days? Actually, that's actually reminded me of something. Apparently, mm. did you tell me about this? That phenomenon where people just, when you're a kid, you just make songs about wanting to kill Barney. No. Like, there's a Barney the dinosaur. Apparently, it's just like
1: oh Um, is it a mandela effect or something
0: not like a mandela effect but basically apparently children just something they do is make up rhymes about wanting to kill barney the dinosaur there's a whole wikipedia page page about it wikipedia page wikipedia
1: page <laughs> um, i can't talk today is there I'm a sorry. thing okay okay so you know it's i'm gonna like, have to look it up you know Carry like punching on, judy yeah so obviously there's like violence and then there's like punch punching judy and whatever even though she's got a little baby <laughs> yeah. so i can Im- imagine kids will put two and two together and they'll be like oh i kill judy so i haven't watched barney in many a year is there something in the the tv show about Killing Barney or like I don't anything so. against him because uh, I I find him like cuddly and cute and comforting. I mean I didn't watch a lot of Barney when I was a kid, but I don't know he just seems. I like... I never I never watched it, but yeah, if you go on Wikipedia and look up
0: anti Barney humor, yeah, you can uh, find like examples of people just. Wanting to make up songs about Barney and you know, wanting to kill Barney and I don't That's know. So
1: where does know. that come from? I don't know. What do children have against Barney? I don't know, but yeah, if you if you look it up, oh. then you go. so there you go, some fun facts about nursery rhymes today. That. That's taken that. a turn, hasn't it? What a great and creative Quizlet.
0: Now I don't know if anyone has guessed from the fact I've chosen nursery rhymes as to what we're going to be doing this week. Or maybe we mentioned it in the last podcast. I don't remember. I can't remember. But this week, we're going to be doing Lizzie Borden.
1: Lizzie Borden. So,
0: stay tuned. (laughs) Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father forty-one. See, see, see why I did the little
1: nursery rhyme quizlet? I like how you tied that all in there. Yeah, I did. Very
0: cohesive. A very cohesive person. So our story today starts in on July nineteenth, eighteen sixty, when Lizzie Andrew Borden was born in Fall River, Massachusetts. So, yeah, you may have noticed that's a little bit of an unusual middle name. Yeah, I noticed it, yeah. Yeah, apparently they thought that Lizzie was going to be a boy, so her father, Andrew Borden, Mm. probably looking to have, as you said, an angry junior, Mm. decided to, you know, just pop that (laughs) right in the middle of Lizzie's name, which uh, certainly wouldn't border any resentment or anything. No. But, yeah, and Lizzie's father, Andrew Borden, he was quite a well-to-do businessman, although, as I will discuss a little bit later, he was a bit stingy which I think harvested a bit of resentment with Lizzie and her older sister, Emma. Mm -hmm. And to add to that, he also married three years after Lizzie and Emma's mother, Sarah Borden, died. He married his second wife, Abby Durfrey Gray. And again, I think that that was quite a strange relationship. For example, the girls would would call her Mrs Borden. They wouldn't call her mum. And I think that they were under the impression that she was she and her family were after their father's money, bit of a gold digger bit of a gold digger yeah, yeah I get because it because he was um he was extremely wealthy, he was a millionaire by today's standards, yeah, but as I said, he did not like to spend money no like they didn't have they didn't even have indoor plumbing, they would never host parties or anything, which yeah. I think Emma and Lizzie wanted to be those kind of well- to do fancy ladies
1: yeah like socialites that's usually what you would think, yeah you're like you, you're sort of heiresses. You would be, you know, socializing with the other, I don't know, with the other heiresses, I don't know.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that there was also more tension when he started gifting Abby's family uh, lots of things. Like he gave, I think it was, did you say it was her sister in law a house or?
1: Oh, I, heard, I read that it was Abby's family. He was yeah. buying, bought them a house or something yeah, like that. But he, but he wouldn't, um, yeah, he didn't like directly give a, what's the word, an allowance to his daughters no but he would give out money readily to his new wife's family and wrote wrote abby into his will and stuff but then wasn't showing the same kind of generosity to his daughters so of course she's gonna be like okay dad but what about us yes you know and i think it's also important to know that at
0: the time of the murders that lizzie and emma were both in their 30s Mm. or in their 30s and older i'm not sure if emma was even in her 40s but and they were unmarried living at home in that social climate that was very unusual yeah and it also puts it does put a lot of pressure on because basically if you're a woman in that time and you're not married who who are you getting your money from like if her father was to pass away everything goes to abby yeah then when abby passes away everything goes to her family so i think the girls were concerned and probably rightly concerned that they could end up with absolutely nothing
1: yeah so at this time uh, Lizzie sorry was 32 years old yeah. so thinking about the 19th century that's probably really strange to be 30 years old. even to be over sort of the age of like 20 and be unmarried yeah. it's just kind of not really heard of so I can imagine that there are people you know see me in the streets like oh there's those unmarried sisters look at the
0: spinsters spinsters over
1: there yeah exactly yeah.
0: and I think that's another reason that the fact that he wouldn't hold parties he wouldn't have these social gatherings that it was frustrating for them because how are you going to catch a man?
1: Yeah. They're How
0: are you going to find your hubby? They don't
1: have money to go anywhere or go on and, you know, like, stay in a nice house on a holiday retreat or anything like that yeah. to meet someone. So they're just stuck at home all all, all day long. Yeah. Bored. I did hear, interestingly, though, apparently
0: Lizzie was the favourite daughter, oh. allegedly, of Andrew, and the only jewellery he wore was a gold ring that she gifted to him.
1: Aww.
0: And... I believe the only expensive gift he ever gave was he gave Lizzie a seal coat? coat.
1: Oh yes, yeah. Yeah,
0: I think. And that was like the most expensive gift ever. And seal. Yes, seal. 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 Yeah. I'm assuming like arf, arf,
1: kind oh, of yeah. seal. Yeah.
0: I don't know what else. With <laughs> no, <me>. no. <laughs> I kind of just wanted to okay, do my well. seal impression. It <laughs> was I'm very good. like thank you. Seal skin. Yeah, I know. It's not for me. No. It's not for me. But so, I think, and also, as we were saying, when, when he bought Abby's family a house, that caused an unholy amount of tension. Yeah. The girls, Emma and Lizzie, were both like, we would like a house also. Yeah. And then when he did give them a house, which I believe they paid, like, $1, $1. for, yeah. they then sold it back for cash but they were still annoyed
1: i think it's still yeah so they bought a house it was each i can't remember but it was for a dollar yeah um, and then sold it back to him for five thousand dollars at the time so can you imagine five thousand dollars at that time was probably the equivalent of about like a hundred thousand dollars now it's a lot of money it's a lot of money so yeah like it was a strange way to go about it as well why would he buy it but is that the, that his way of kind of Ensuring their inheritance or like bypassing some kind of legal route, I don't know. Yeah, like, I imagine so. Or, yeah, or maybe just so they feel they've
0: or to bypass some inheritance, inheritance tax. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, weird. Maybe, but I don't understand why if this man was so rich. Why he was so stingy and just like the
1: rich stay rich by not spending their money.
0: Yeah, true. Maybe that's why <laughs> uh, oh, we are poor.
1: So, <laughs> yes, but so on
0: the day of the murder. It was the morning of August fourth, eighteen ninety-two, which is another August murder. Yeah, if
1: you've noticed, murder month, August.
0: August is murder month. Murder month. Um, Andrew and Abby Borden were both brutally murdered in their home. So Lizzie alerted the maid Bridget, also known as Maggie. Maggie, yeah. That at eight fifteen that she found her father's dead body on the sofa. And then later, I believe, a further search of the house found Abby's body in the upstairs bedroom. Both had been killed by a hatchet. And although Abby had been killed, had been found, sorry, first, it
1: looked as though she'd been killed at least an hour before... Andrew had yeah um so also in the house at the time was the girl's maternal uncle so Sarah's brother John Morse so he was there apparently to talk to Andrew the father about business matters and they think maybe that this might have been kind of um a bit of a rocky time in the family so Andrew maybe didn't welcome the visit and the girls were kind of insisting that they stay because it's kind of their connection to their mother still I guess um and he was invited by the girls, not by Andrew, to stay a few days. So, um, you know, not really knowing what it's going to be about. Is he going to suggest that maybe he pass some money on to the girls? Well, they they don't know. But, yeah, yeah it was probably it a bit of a... Could have been like a scrawl that broke the camel's back yeah, if maybe. there was tension within the family. Definitely, definitely, I think there was. So in the house on the morning of the 4th was um, John Morse, the uncle, as we said, Lizzie, Andrew, the father, Maggie, the maid, and Abby, the stepmother. Yeah, Emma was away visiting friends, wasn't she? Yes, so she was never a suspect. Yeah. Yes, she sure. she wasn't she wasn't even there that weekend. Um, so they the uncle, um, John and Father Andrew were talking that morning. So they say they woke up, I don't know, had breakfast, and then did about an hour of talking, you know, in the drawing room or something, um, <laughs> before John Morse left to buy a pair of oxen. <laughs> i like <laughs> i like the phrasing a pair of oxen um he said i'll be back about noon for some lunch so just go and for yeah. a oxen bit, bit of oxen shopping <laughs> be back about noon won't take long is that like buying a fancy cart back in those days <laughs> i'm just gonna go get a pair of oxen <laughs> yeah, i really need them they're the new fancy thing um and then it said that andrew left for his morning walk about 9am so we're thinking obviously the the talking started at eight they um both left about nine for a walk and then andrew returned between nine and ten a.m so maybe up to an yeah. hour later and um tried to enter the house again but unfortunately his key didn't work there's something wrong with the lock so he called to maggie the maid or housekeeper to open the door um and was she was struggling a bit because obviously you know the lock was jammed um and the point of saying is um lizzie obviously was watching this from the first floor top of the stairs and was heard laughing by Maggie. So Lizzie was obviously watching what was going on and them having a bit of a struggle um, and Maggie said that she heard Lizzie laugh from behind her up the stairs, which is important for later on. At some point between Andrew leaving and returning, Abby had been struck on the side of the head, causing her to fall face down on the bedroom floor, which caused... Caught- so- do you think she was laughing about the lock after she'd killed Abby? Possibly. That's intriguing, isn't it? She's just committed a murder and then she's like,
0: oh, dad can't get into the house. How
1: long That's really odd. Yeah, and um, that's why it's It's a bit cool. That Maggie obviously heard Lizzie from the first floor. So saying that Lizzie didn't know that Abby was on the, where Abby was or whatever yeah. it was obviously a lie because she was on the same she was floor there. that, that Abby was lying on because Abby was in kind of the doorway of the bedroom. So oh. apparently, um, the police said when they found them, you could walk up and when your eyes were level with the first floor, you can see the body. So literally, you can see it from halfway up the stairs. So Lizzie, if she was on the first floor, would have seen Abby's body. Yes, is the point. When Andrew entered the house, apparently Lizzie helped him take off his boots and put his slippers on, which actually um, doesn't kind of match up with crime scene photos because the picture of Andrew dead on the sofa shows him still wearing his boots. Oh, so it's kind of strange that she would lie about something like that. Yeah. Maggie testified at eleven ten AM that she heard Lizzie shout, Maggie, come quick, father's dead. Oh, Somebody God. came in and killed him. Oh, father's dead. That is an unusual exclamation, not yeah.
0: Maggie, come quick, there's been something awful. Maggie, father's dead. Father's dead. Somebody's
1: come in and killed Somebody's him. Somebody's come in and killed what him. A strange... I like that
0: she's emphasised the come in.
1: Not someone already in the house. No no, 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 no. Someone has come in. Yeah. Yeah, so Andrew was slumped on a sofa and had been struck 10 to 11 times with a similar weapon to Abby. So a hatchet like weapon, they call it. They're not home so a sure. little axe. A little tiny axe. Um, One of his eyes had been split cleanly in two, suggesting he was asleep when attacked. Oh, gosh. Disgusting. Um, When Maggie rushed to him, he was still bleeding, suggesting a recent attack. So either the attacker was still in the house, very close to the house, or right next to her. Yes. I Right next to her saying, Papa's died. Oh, no. Papa. Yeah. Are you there? Police noted Lizzie was acting strangely and too calm. Yes, and... It was said that she had been um, given
0: morphine, wasn't she? She had been prescribed morphine for her doctor by her nerves. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's also kind of in her behalf, she would say, oh,
1: no, every, anything I say that was wrong was because I was a little bit yeah, I I was just a little I just, bit high. I just don't remember. And also, you know, my father and my stepmother had just been killed, so obviously I was just in a strange kind of mood. Exactly. it was in shock. Um, but... Police did not check Lizzie for blood splatter and nor did they thoroughly search her room. They just thought, although she's been a bit weird, we'll leave it to it. It Sounds about right. The thing is, I feel like even if you didn't suspect
0: Lizzie, Mm -hmm. you would search the whole house. Top top to bottom. Especially if somebody's saying
1: like, okay, this fresh blood here, like he's spurting out. Yeah. They're like, yeah, just give us a couple of hours we'll be there, you know. Yeah, it makes zero sense to me.
0: So not the... I'm not judging, but not the best. Burles- the the burles- <laughs> I'm not judging, but not the best police work. Yeah, they I did actually
1: um, admit in the trial that they kind of failed on that part. Oh, oopsie <laughs> Daisy! Oopsie Daisy! We did it. We'll do better we'll next time. But they did find in the basement three hatchets. One had a broken handle, and also two axes. So. Could have been that one of those weapons were in the house, and maybe it was the one with the broken handle, and that the handle had been, I don't know, broken in action or had been removed because I think there was like bits, bits chipped off, basically because it had blood on it. Maybe yes, that makes sense. Something like that. Yeah, and it's also said by her friend um, who came to visit after the murders that she was seen, as uh, Lizzie was seen, sorry, um, destroying clothes that had paint stains. Yes, the old paint-stained dress excuse. All that painting she was doing. Yeah, all that painting,
0: yes. And I believe that was her friend Alice Russell said that, yeah, she Mm. saw her getting rid of that on the stove and apparently
1: told her, you probably should be burning your clothes. And That that looks super suspicious. That looks quite suspicious. So Liz was like, no, 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 paint. But in her defence, two witnesses, neighbours, said that they saw her go to the barn um, and only arrive at 11.03, which was... After the time, of, they said basically Andrew was murdered around 11 o'clock. They saw her go to the house at 11.03. So they she couldn't have killed him because she discovered him after that fact. I don't know, there's ways of it's, it's in and it's, out of the house, isn't there? It's rocky for sure. And also the, both of them testified that it was exactly like 11.03. So who's who's going, what's she doing over there? Let me just look at my watch. Oh, 11.03, I'll remember that.
0: Maybe they have like a snack that they always have at eleven o three, and Maybe they were, were having both their... of them. Yeah, they're having their like eleven o three cheese. <laughs> so they're just eating it, and they're like, "Oh, Lizzie, Lizzie's walking to the house,"
1: and then they're like, "Oh, it must be." I remember eat. it because I was eating my eleven o three cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the, the only the only plausible answer. It is. It is. Let's talk a bit about the trial, shall we?
0: Yes, let's go into the trial. So Lizzie did wisely. Pick quite a good defence team. Yeah, who basically she needed it, (laughs) and she needed it, and he basically they presented the fact that there was actually like little to no physical evidence linking Lizzie to this crime. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a burnt up glass. Can't use that.
1: It's all um, like kind of coincidental.
0: It is coincidental, and you know the the hatchets in the house anyone can use, can't they? Circumstantial evidence. That's what I was going to say. That's the word I'm after. That's it's long. all
1: circumstantial. evidence. It is
0: circumstantial evidence, and because there was no anything actually solidly linking her to it, it's very hard find to find a murder weapon. No, 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 no. Not that they could prove it was the murder weapon. No, for sure. And obviously, this is back before you could get like the tiny little specks of blood off of a weapon. So unless it was literally in a pile of blood. Mm. you pretty much couldn't use it but yeah so because there was nothing linking linking her to it that was definitely on her defense I think they also went for the she's a meek little god-fearing woman defense of the time saying kill her dear papa no she wouldn't this woman goes to church she would never hurt papa that kind of defense and Mm. also at the time obviously juries were all male Mm. so I imagine a lot of maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong but i imagine a lot of male jurors probably wouldn't think a woman could do something like that because it was a gruesome murder it wasn't a traditionally female yeah. murder of
1: poisoning yeah so we're talking 19 wax to abby uh, 18 to 19 and 10 to 11 to her father so that takes quite a lot of um kind of strength and i don't know like a strong stomach a a and yes it was an all male jury. Um, So, yeah, they're thinking, no way a small, feeble woman could do such a thing and get away with it. No way. So... Women only think about kittens and baking. She couldn't want to do this kind of gruesome thing. She must have been baking. And
0: also, they... And, okay, we're in two camps about this, because I've had both sides in that either the jury presented the decapitated heads of Andrew and Abby, or, probably more realistically and a little bit less gruesome, plaster casts of oh, their heads.
1: So so my research pulled up that it was um, their actual skulls. So not their decapitated heads, just their skulls. Okay. But then you have said that you found that it was actually plaster casts of their skulls. Yes. Mm. Okay, so who knows who knows
0: but apparently Lizzie fainted when she saw these they which were... is
1: even more to like oh no that poor woman why are we like grilling her so hard look how frail she is she's fainting at the sight yes. of the yes and obviously it's her well father and stepmother
0: yeah. like that is quite a brutal thing to have to see shocking if, if, if you're already as a in the mindset that he didn't do it then doing this they are they're probably thinking there's more yeah. flour how can you do that to yeah. her yeah what the hell are you doing get those skulls out of here get those skulls out of here because yeah to be fair I do kind of agree Bit yeah. of a weird medical practice.
1: Yeah, but I suppose it would be like kind of a coroner or person doing the autopsy showing the um, the, the like head wounds, yes. like the marks well, on the skull. I but suppose back in those times, you don't have what you have today. You have to bring in the literal, literal
0: skull. skull. So that, I think, also went on her side in mm-hmm. her defence. And I think in terms of for the prosecution, what they were saying against Lizzie is, as we've discussed, the... Very odd timing of burning of the
1: paint-covered dress. How um, shady and shifty she was being, being answering questions to the police as well. Yes, the fact that there was a lot of discrepancies within her statements, a lot of things were changing, like from... Saying this one minute, saying this another minute. Yeah, she said that she heard a noise, um, and then she denied ever saying that she heard a noise. Yeah. she said she saw Abby leave because she got a telegram that her friend was sick, and she was going to go and visit her. Yeah, and then apparently, when police were there questioning her, she said, "I don't know where Abby is. Why don't you go and look for her?" And that's when the police found Abby's body because they found Andrew's first, and then they didn't. They were like, "Where's Abby? Where's your stepmother?" Yes, she's like, "I don't, I don't know." Exactly, and then they found her body. So there was that shifty behaviour, mm. which the defence, again, a
0: good legal team kind of blamed on the morphine didn't they mm. but you know she's clogged up that's why she can't remember yeah but again it is kind of weird yeah, and there was also the fact that she'd attempted to buy prusic acid shortly before the murders which is poisonous so and as we know that is a more female type murder weapon so maybe mm. she
1: was looking to do that and then And for the hatchet, to that end, um, she, apparently the whole family had really bad food poisoning or were extremely, actually the word they used was violently ill um, the day before. So apparently it was some rabbit that was left out for a whole week so that they could use it over the whole week that caused this food poisoning. But it could possibly be actual poison and also i saw that um she had gone to a local chemist's to get a um a chemical to clean one of her fur skin coats could be the seal coat the seal coats made a reappearance (laughs) there's that seal coat again um to clean that it was the seal coat that did it (laughs) but actually she said that she never ended up buying it she just looked at it she just looked at it asked about the price and asked about the price. And asked for a sample? <laughs> no. But this never,
0: no, interestingly, I did hear that she was a bit of a prolific kleptomaniac. Oh, really? Yeah, she did like to steal. Mm. But obviously, the family was so rich that sometimes I believe she would steal things and then they would just basically kind of bill it to her father. Mm. Like, Lizzie's taken this, we're just gonna rather than arrest oh, her. Like they would the do that. Tab. So if she's asking about this poison, never buys it. This is me speculating, by the way. This is in no way mm. definitely true. But it could be that, you know, five
1: finger discount for that. Okay, so why don't we talk a little bit about maybe what the motivation would have been for Lizzie to kill her father and her stepmother? Yes, I think we're looking at a combination
0: of the two most common motives, probably. A little bit of jealousy, a little bit of wanting the money. Money, I think, is the big one, isn't it? It is the big one. The fact that she was worried that Abby was going to get ev- get everything, mm-hmm. and then I think that leads into the jealousy of her wanting Papa's money, and yes. yet worried that she's not going to be getting it i think that's where we're mainly looking for our motivations
1: yeah and also apparently um another possible reason is um apparently lizzie was <laughs> really into pigeons and she built a hutch for the pigeons i wasn't expecting you to say no that. um and andrew killed the pigeons <gasps> i'm sorry that's actually Why? Yeah, so basically he was seen in like the shed or something killing some pigeons. Oh my god. That she built a hutch specifically for. Yeah, so that obviously made her quite angry and upset. That is upsetting. Everything that she kind of wanted to do with her life is like, God, Dad, you ruin everything. First, I don't have any money to do anything. And then you kill my pigeons. And I don't and you won't let me have parties to get a husband. And then you go and marry this. I don't know if she was younger but we're going to say marry this younger woman is a gold digger going to yeah. hate you Yeah, like something like exactly. that exactly and the thing
0: is I think a lot of it wasn't just that Lizzie was a really greedy person wanting all the cash I mean I'm saying that obviously does play a part in it but it was very difficult for a woman at these times like if she didn't have this money she didn't have a husband
1: her, and her they were kind of fucked yeah and it's like okay you have all this so why are you withholding it from your children yes they could have had an easy life living in, a, you know, a luxury house with all the help they needed. I mean, yeah. yes, they had a maid, but nothing more than that. No. So, and I think it just he was, was wealthy. Why didn't you just like, spoil them a bit? I know, oh, yeah. and they just, as a woman,
0: you didn't really have that much of an independent way to get money. They were reliant on him, and the fact that if he died, they got nothing. If if he died, sorry, and then Abby died, yeah. They got nothing. Yeah. Probably was scary to them, which is interesting, because as we know, Abby was killed first. Yeah. Which obviously then means his
1: money goes to the girls. So here's a curveball for you. Um, I also read that um, a possible reason for them being murdered was a possible relationship between um, Maggie, aka Bridget, the maid, and Lizzie Borden. It was said apparently. Oh, really? There's a couple of books that um, made claim to the fact that Lizzie was gay and was in a relationship with Maggie, and both of them found out separately. Oh, really? Yeah, and maybe that the um, that her father and Abby found out, and so they kind of plotted both of them to um, to kill Andrew and Abby. And also, it said that um, Maggie actually disposed of the murder weapon. And I also have something that says. Um, on her deathbed, apparently to her daughter, I think. I can't remember. I haven't written down who it was. She who said, Maggie's she's daughter. Maggie's daughter. I think it was her daughter, but or somebody Maggie was close to, she basically, who was next to her on her deathbed. Maggie said that she changed her testimony to protect Lizzie, and there's speculation that the two were lovers, blah, 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 blah. Um, so, yeah, she oh, actually she changed co- her testimony because I was going to say she was pretty,
0: uh, I heard Lizzie there. She did it. Yeah. And then actually she changed it. So. Yeah, so. Okay,
1: that is interesting. That could be a that definitely could be a motivator. Yeah. So but that's yeah, that's strange, isn't it? Yeah, that is. But I think um I haven't seen the film Lizzie, the one with um Kristen Stewart and Chloe Savigny, but um, I think kind of that romance plays into uh, a part of it. So if you've seen it, let us know. Let us know. Yeah. What, I would like to see it. I like both those actresses. Yeah, so. it's it's on Shudder, um, which you have, so we could definitely watch yeah. it. Then. But like, guys, if you've seen it, let us know what you think. And I did read a great book. Oh, we going off a bit of a tangent oh, now. But anyway, I did read a great
0: book about it, which was like a fictionalised version called See What I Have Done by Sarah Schmidt. But unfortunately, I read this a few years ago. So I'm a little bit hazy
1: <laughs> to the details, but I remember I really enjoyed it and that it was really good. So, okay. recommend. And I think there's about three or four other books and countless references to her in literature. So if you guys have read anything or have seen anything or any films that in, have in, been inspired by her or any characters that have been inspired by her, let's know. Uh, nice. Yeah, let's know. It'd be interesting to kind of paint a pic- bit of a picture.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's quite nice because we have done a little pause and now we can say, dun 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 the result of the trial. Which was, Lizzie was found after about an hour's deliberation. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. She um, was found, not guilty. Yeah. So, what do you think of that, guys? Yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts? I mean... <laughs> Who yeah. else could it have been? Who else could it have been? But that's what you get when you
1: have a really expensive legal team so working how did behind you. pay for them? Probably with the dad's money. What from selling the house, mate? For selling the first house,
0: well, she probably would. Okay, this is complete speculation, but she probably would have had money.
1: Just not a come lot. in.
0: Yeah, I would imagine there would have been money that could pay for that could pay for the legal team. Mm. I know, I think, and by the way, there might be a correction have to be made next week if I'm completely wrong <laughs> about this. But I don't think it was until the early 1900s that you actually didn't get the money. If you killed someone, like your parent, and it, they had to change the law because basically someone poisoned their mum for the inheritance, but the inheritance <gasps> did go to them, and until then there hadn't been. They had to actually oh, be like, yeah.
1: no, you shouldn't get the money. So maybe that's why she had done it.
0: Yeah. So she got the inheritance. Well, she got the
1: she got the money. Like you said, so I think it's I think it's the the number one motivator for kind of incestuous murder is money incestuous murder is that you what it's called? i don't <laughs> know why i've called it that i honest. don't know why you've called it that that's uh, a inter-family, interfamily murder family murder keep forgetting the family murder intra-family murder
0: that's it yeah, yeah. excellent mm-hmm. excellent but yeah there's going to be a lot of corrections i <laughs> feel next week but yeah so let me know if you know
1: what case i'm talking about where the guy fired where the guy poisoned his mum and then it changed the law any mm. law Graduates, let yes. us know. Maybe you should know exactly what the case is called. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed doing this one. I thought this was such a fun case. It was. It was. And I think a
0: little bit, going on to a little bit about the aftermath, mm. the the uh, the Lizzie continued story, is that basically her and Emma obviously did inherit a lot of money because they bought a lavish 14-room house, which they named Maplecroft. However, the good with the bad, Lizzie was seen as a bit of a pariah people didn't want to talk to her anymore she was ostracized yeah. she was completely ostracized children would throw things at maple apparently she was quite relentless relentlessly teased huh. so yeah but on the upside when she started sort of a love of theater she would go to the theater a lot she actually made a lot of friends she would travel abroad and she did kind of make friends with people that were you know, either didn't know about the murder or didn't really care because she had lots of money. Yeah. So, either way... she Her life wasn't ruined after that. So. It wasn't. Quite sadly, though, her and Emma, who had always been really close, they'd always been complete confidants, they did fall out, and Emma actually moved out of Maplecroft in
1: 1905, hmm. and they were estranged for the rest of their lives. Yes, um, Borden ended up... Sorry, Lizzie... Ended up dying of pneumonia on the 1st of June 1927, and line nine days later, her older sister Emma died of chronic nephritis, and the two were buried together because they were unmarried. Yeah, that is a, a sort of weird, obviously, they're estranged, but they clearly did have this
0: kind of connection together, and then to die so yeah, near to each Emma other. Was older. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a. That was an unusual one. Aged, I think, did you say 66 when Lizzie died? She was 66, yeah. yeah. So Emma must have been, I think she was about nine years older, so she must have been about 75, which actually, I feel for the time. That's quite good. That's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. And
1: another fun fact, I don't know how true this is, but apparently Lizzie left all of the money to an animal shelter yes, when she died. and I think um, a lot of her friends and family got some of it as well, so I think it was split kind of like 80% to the animal shelter, yeah. and then like 1% to all of our friends, but thinking about the percentages that that was i think some of them i remember seeing like even the people at the bottom of the list got like a thousand dollars which at the time is a lot of money it is like you know times it by 10 ish i don't know (laughs) yeah
0: exactly like so they were getting some cash very wealthy i like to imagine that she gave the animal shelter she gave it to as just pigeons. Because <laughs> oh, love pigeons. because
1: yeah. oh, yeah, of the... course, yeah, she liked the pigeons. She did like the so pigeons. She loved pigeons so much that seeing her father kill the pigeons, she was like, that's it, I'm killing you and your wife. I wonder if she killed them with the hatchet. Oh, that would be, be a good symbolism, toy. wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Or well, well, maybe, maybe she killed them with a pigeon. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> she trained a pigeon? Like, you know, you get those like owning pigeons. What, actually... with, a, with a hatchet? Yeah. <laughs> like three or four of them flying up holding it <laughs> they, they just
0: no 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 they just go in and there's all the really cute pigeons and then there's just one butch <laughs> pigeon that's been working out <laughs> and then
1: carries the hatchet I love that and they make their way upstairs as well because obviously yeah. they kill Abby upstairs so they've learned to you know walk with a hatchet upstairs they didn't fly of course <laughs> I was
0: gonna say I think they we have wings. No no, no 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 no. this no, is no. a
1: walking pigeon <laughs> it is so and that is the true story of <laughs> anyway <laughs> Yes, as I say, I really liked doing this one. I thought this was a really interesting case, and I think it remains one of the most famous or infamous, should I say, um, trials and cases yes. in kind of American history. You kind of put it up there with the Simpson case, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it's because it was such a gruesome murder, so unusual for the time. Mm-hmm. Like, especially from a, a woman, it was mm-hmm. this really like gruesome, shocking. It's also got the verdict that's a bit of a shock so yeah i think it definitely is one for the history
1: books yeah and in like the suburbs as well so i don't know anything about massachusetts but it seems quite i don't know like a nice kind of suburban sleepy kind of maybe town full river sounds cute doesn't it that does sound cute it doesn't sound like where you get murdered no i don't think so no they must be wrong exactly
0: So thank you for listening, guys. Yeah. As always, we would love your feedback. What did you think? Do you think Lizzie Borden did it? What are your opinions? Was I wrong about the nursery rhyme? And about the
1: skulls.
0: Tell us. Yeah, tell us everything we were wrong about, but then say that I love your podcast anyway. Yes. Five stars. So if you do want to rate us five stars
1: and give a positive review, you would actually make our life. I think so, yeah. Um, and also, we will be, as we mentioned in our last episode, we will be very soon um, adding a new episode to our Patreon. We will! So, yeah, if you want to get a little bit of an exclusive episode, I think you should join. And um, we will be announcing when that will be uploaded on our Twitter. So please follow us on Twitter. It's at pc. Um, and you can follow us there and we're quite active on there and you can chat with us all the time because we like to hear from you like yeah to hear please you chat with us say
0: so Els, lovely love your podcast let's have a little
1: chat <laughs> we are as of right this moment on 196 listens so if we can get to 200 that would be fantastic um not that we're you know reaching for any kind of specific number but it would just be nice if you could share it with your friends and tell everyone you know about our podcast and maybe give us some feedback about what you'd like to hear from we would love That's that,
0: next. and I'm gonna get let Ellie do her amazing thing where she lists all the places. Oh, here we go. See if
1: I can remember it. Okay, so um Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Podbean, Podchaser, Good Pods, Anchor, and Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Did you say? I that? said Apple Podcasts at the beginning. Okay. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Podbean, Podchaser, Good Pods, anywhere. Anywhere you want to listen. Anywhere you can listen to a podcast. We'll be there. We'll be there for you. See you next time. Bye. Bye.